this Independence Day, we take a look at Tom Cruise saving the world from aliens, but in Europe, with a dash of Groundhog's Day and Edge of Tomorrow. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. Rachel's here, and we are all sitting in my living room, you know, casual conversation style. On the 62nd episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. thought this would be happening this year neither did i yeah so we are in the same space recording a podcast it's everything i could ever dream of matt like thousands of dollars spent on all this fucking equipment to not have to deal with zoom to just look at a person and not have to look at a screen it's beautiful it's weird <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to seeing y'all whole bodies and everything else like that and me wearing clothes yeah, I'm not used to you wearing clothes either. I've seen that tattoo on your chest so many times. You think about getting one for for you? I'm not sure about a chest tattoo. Maybe a face one like um, uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is a bit of an adjustment. Um, every podcast I've recorded this month, I've recorded with a person in front of me. And I genuinely thought this week would be the week where I could just take a break, you know, go back to my desk, chit chat, you know, it's, it, it, it's a lot, it's a lot having to look at people. Hey, we could have, I could have, we could have done this. I could have done this from home. I don't want to like throw away an opportunity to just like, this is the dream right here. We, yes, we got to take advantage of now. Cause like you said. I don't know when this going to happen again. <laughs> right. When I come to Japan next year. Right. Yeah. But um, like I said, Rachel's actually, let's roll back for a second. I have to do some editing now because I fucked up. <laughs> do you want to talk about why you're here? Yeah. I thought about it. It's better to talk about it up front than later on. Yeah. I'm here visiting family. Um, as you all listeners know, I had from last episode, Spiderhead, check that one out if you haven't. Um I had death in my family, and I am back to visit them, and during this morning time, visit friends and family and stuff like that. So, yes, it was an unexpected. It's a sad way to come back, but it's good to be able to see family and friends and things of that nature. Yes, you can jump in at any time, Rachel, but this is going to be like a lot of Chad and Matt talk, so jump in where you feel appropriate. Okay. Um, yeah, so I knew Matt was coming like last week and I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing you, dude. And so the day Matt returns, he has a layover, right? And it's like two hours before he's supposed to be here. And he's like, Hey man, what you got going on tonight? And I was like, oh, you know, just chill city for me. And he said, okay, okay. Let me just stop playing. Uh, can you pick me up from the airport? Right. Cause I was like, <laughs> at first I was like, do I need to say, like, nah, let me just beat around the bush. I need somebody to pick me up because my previous person who was going to pick me up got COVID. So I was like, I need somebody. And I didn't want to just jump out the window and be like, Hey, Chad, pick me up from the airport. Said, what you got planned and everything. But I was like, nah, time's a ticket. I got to get on this plane. I need somebody to be there for me. Gotta be a little considerate. I got you. Right. See? But yeah, I, 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 you know, I got you. I mean, two hours notice. I'm like, God damn. But you know, I got you, man. I know you don't leave far away from it, so it's not like you drove an hour to get to the airport. I didn't. I couldn't remember if you remember where I lived. Yeah, so I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. You'd be like, like, I would, but it's gonna take me two hours. I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, 
No, I know the truth there. But it's funny because right after he picked me up, we stepped outside and I was like, oh, I'm back home in St. Louis. <laughs> what does that mean, Matt? That means uh, the flowers were strong in this area. <laughs> okay, okay. The pollen is strong this year. No, not that kind of pollen. That kind oh. of flowers. The other, the the, the three leaf clover. Yes, the three leaf clover. The medicinal flowers. <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm home. It's funny. <laughs> that's not technically, you know, legal for all in this state. I mean, maybe that me- person had the medical card. I just said, if you go next door to our neighbors in, you know, Illinois, you know, just going right over to the dispensary, show that that state ID and keep it moving. Right. <laughs> But um, yeah, so Rachel, how has it been meeting Matt? It's been good, you know, putting a whole person to the face and the voice. <laughs> so that's been nice. And, you know, just hanging out and getting a chance to say hi outside of podcast stuff. That's the same thing, because first time I met Rachel is I thought, oh, she does sound like that. She's not putting that on for the podcast. Oh, that's like, her podcast voice. Her podcast <laughs> voice, right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that is her actual voice. So I was like, oh, okay. Have we gotten guest feedback about that? They love it. They love really? Rachel's voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like multiple people have commented they love your voice. That's funny. Now, to be honest, it's been mostly dudes. And so, you know. Oh, okay. You well, know. also... Um, my mother too. Oh, okay. <laughs> my mother says, and your wife. She oh yeah, and my wife. Yeah. At the end, yeah, and see? I was like, I yeah. really like your voice. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. What have you been up to, Rachel? How's it been going, lady? I haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah, it's uh, been I, I, busy. Actually, that's a lie. You recorded like the first episode of this month. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like it's been a minute. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I want to throw this out there, even though I'm throwing off the flow. So I did some mental math. This is your seventh episode because you did the first one with uh, Adam Sandler movie. And the second one was top five of 2020 and yeah, 2021. The -hmm. third one was the boy band kind. Then you did the bonus episode with me on um, unbearable talent. And then you did the other bonus episode with me for the black phone. And then you did, what was the last movie we did? Oh my gosh. Last one, last week? No, the one with Rachel. We did it like three weeks ago. Because. Why am I blanking on this? Yeah. We watched too many movies. Right. All this stuff. uh, Somebody just mentioned that to me the other day. They was like, how do you, how do you have time to watch all these movies and stuff? And I was like, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was everything, everywhere, all at once. That one. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was your sixth, and this is your seventh. So am I in first place? You are. So you're yes. in seventh. Laurent has six, I think. He has five or six. And then um, I think he has five. Josh has five. And so Matt and I were talking about this. And um, whomever gets to 10 episodes first gets to pick the episode, and I won't be mad. <laughs> But kind of. No, I'll be I'll be low key angry. Like, yeah. honestly, when you get to nine, it's gonna be a long time before I let you do that tenth episode. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, we need a guest. Who about Rick? I think she's busy that day. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. Like, hmm. so you know, it's, it's Hanukkah coming up. You know, we need to. Mm, do we know any other Jewish people? Right. 
we, come on, we gotta come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what you been up to, Rachel? So yeah, it's been kind of busy actually. I um, my parents have been out of town, so I hung out Ooh, with my grandma. You've been at their house. It's been house party. Uh, not exactly. <laughs> Just checking up on the place, make sure it's still standing. You've been stealing um fucking pottery and shit, haven't you? The good china. No. Pawning that shit. Have not. Not yet. Not you just yet. Only at least go and get some food. Yeah, That's what I do if my yet. parents went home. I go straight to their fridge to grab some food <laughs> and leave. It would they it didn't make it doesn't make sense for them to have food if yeah. they're gone. No, sometimes they do have food when they're leaving and they're like, Here you go and I'm like, Yes, awesome, thank you. But this time was not the case. Interesting. Yeah. Please carry on. So yeah, I hung out with my grandma. We went to her apartment little music show and um then worked on a puzzle back at her place and then the next day i went to shakespeare in the park which um for those of you who don't know in st louis in forest park they put on a free shakespeare show every summer and you can bring chairs and blankets and sit out and enjoy a shakespeare show but um I brought a blanket this time because that's what I'm used to doing, but I haven't really been to Shakespeare in the park since high school. And I'm like, next time I'm bringing chairs. I could not do the blanket. You sitting on the ground like a fucking hobo. Right. <laughs> I mean, a homeless person right. on a blanket, <laughs> but I was like, my, my back hurt after yeah. I was like, I need to, I need to bring a chair uh, next time. How long is the show? It was a couple hours. Okay, yeah. Oh, you fuck need a chair. that. Yeah, you need a chair. Yeah, I could not get comfortable. Mm -hmm. It was a great show, though. It was really funny. It was much ado about nothing. So, which, which that was, what's that one about? It was. It's like a romantic comedy. Um, there's these uh, this guy and this girl, and they like each other, but they broke up, and so they're kind of now you know not not really into each other anymore but their friends and family members kind of set it up to where they say oh he still loves you or she still loves you but they do it when they think that the person can't hear but they know they can okay so it's kind of like setting them back up to get together again and but in a funny way in a fun and funny way. Wow, there's a movie about this with a star-studded. Is that the one with Denzel yeah. Washington? Denzel Washington, yeah. Keanu Reeves, Michael Keaton, Emma Thompson. Oh, uh, fucking Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. He's done a lot of Shakespeare. I'm assuming that's when they were married. I think so. But um, yeah, that's why he got to direct that first Thor movie. There, it's like, oh yeah, there's some there's some Shakespeare shit, but with superpowers and a hammer. Wow. Basically. Okay. Um. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. So I I see you adjusting that microphone or Matt, and it's like I do that so fucking much when I'm like at my desk. And the thing is, I don't even know why I'm doing it. I guess because it's just it's in my face. To do. It's, just, it's just something to do. I, all I'm doing is just pushing it back and pushing it back forward. Yeah, like I'm always adjusting it, and it's like that very first time we recorded with Amy. Um, that's when I used a microphone um, stand. Like I kept fiddling with it, and when I was editing, I I could hear it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, then I try not to. No, no, no. That's 
This one's good. Well, actually, that's not because like what I usually do is when I'm fucking with the microphone arm, like we're on Zoom, so like I could easily like mute my shit. Oh. <laughs> but like if you're adjusting it and talking, but play with it as you will. This is this is like this is a raw at home. I'm looking at y'all and not the time, so like I'm rambling. Like this is a, this is a whole new thing to adjust to. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> it's that content that they kind of love. They, they they've been wanting. Sort of. Yeah that raw and uncut gems uh what else you got for us rachel um well today was really busy too i was so just to remind everyone i'm a social worker and um part of my job is to run over you know take things to clients or take clients to viewings at apartments and stuff like that and um had a little mishap with the client in my car today um so you know i was we we went to the viewing, we were driving back, you know, she was talking about some of her medical issues, and she, she kind of said how, uh, her bladder control isn't the best anymore, and, um, especially when she sneezes, and then <laughs> she proceeded to sneeze twice. <laughs> So it sitting was like in a the passenger pre, seat of uh, my car. She knew it was going to happen. She was just giving you a heads up. Hey, it happens from time to time. You know, I guess so. This is the first time I met her. I've only talked with her on the phone. And even then, not very much. So, um, so when she got up, it was kind of saw some spots on the seat. And I was like, <laughs> I am changing my plans today. I am getting this seat taken care of that's where where did you go i ended up at the dealership because the car wash that i called they don't they don't clean the seats okay so and i was like running out of options i was like i have no idea who else to call so i'm just gonna call the dealership hopefully they have a recommendation for me but then they just ended up doing it so of course i probably paid way too much for it you don't know how much money you paid? Oh, no, no, no. I do. I just don't know how much it would be at a different place. Can you tell us how much you paid? $100. What the fuck? For one chair to be detailed. Rachel, you could have gave me $30 and <laughs> me and Matt would have went out there with some Febreze. <laughs> some Febreze. Um, yeah, but this was, they literally, they like sucked everything out of the seat and then cleaned it and like, it was biohazard, so that made it more. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a very, very, very clean seat now. P is biohazard now? It is. I guess so. <laughs> it's bodily fluids. I mean, that P could have COVID in it. You don't know. Right. True. I've been on my in my net, my Seinfeld uh, watching, and every time something happens in real life, it always reflects from Seinfeld, and that just reminds me of the time where... Uh, the guy peed on Jerry's couch. Oh yeah, pa- uh, over the, Pappy. Yeah, Poppy. <laughs> Poppy. Yeah, Pap. Yeah, Poppy. And he flipped over the the, the seat cushion and then ended up selling the, the couch to George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, well, that this, was a classic show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that was a first for me. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean. Who hasn't peed on themselves before? I mean, it's been a minute since I have. Sometimes, sometimes some trickles come out when you laughing or sneezing. <laughs> I mean, and she she's an elderly lady, right? So, so it, things like things that happen. happen, right? 
I'll I'll tell you guys something like very personal. Uh, this was back in middle school, and I remember like uh, I was like being a, an asshole as I'm seldom am. And I made a joke about something, and like I remember this girl, she like like grabbed me by the shoulder and like pushed me down into a seat, and like the moment my butt hit that seat, some poop came out. <laughs> it was oh, no. thankfully I had like twenty ish minutes left before the end of the day, and so like <sighs> I sat, you know, I, I cleaned what I could. But um, yeah, I, I had a, I had a very nice shower when I got home. <laughs> Thankfully, it was at the end of the, of I guess the school day. The question I have is like, what did it be forcefully pushed was, down? Yes. Made it, <laughs> made it come out. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure like I was like brewing a little something. It probably would have been good to go in about thirty forty minutes. But like now, nah. that it, escalated the top. Yes, it did. <laughs> He's like, uh oh. Well, I didn't even have time to say, uh oh. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's it's out. It's right. it's, it's it's a boy. <laughs> so, what about you, Matt? How have you been, man? I'm good. Um, I took a two and a half hour bus ride to. Then I took a two hourish, one hour forty five minutes from Fukuoka to Tokyo. Then I took a 12-hour plane ride from Tokyo to Detroit, and then around a two-and-a-half-hour ride from Detroit to St. Louis. I hate fucking flying. I hate everything about the process of flying. I hate checking bags. I hate standing in line for a ticket. I hate going through security. I hate being around people. I hate flying, taking off, turbulence. Everything that has to do with flying, I hate. So... Did you feel this way before COVID? Yes. I hate flying, period. I would do it, but I don't like it. I'm not having a good time up there. I am being content. I'm trying to survive, but I do not like it. Now, granted, I haven't had as long as a travel day as you last since, you know, the everything you had to go through. But I like airport time i like sitting in the airport doing a layover as i'm waiting on my flight got my big headphones on noise canceling the world reading a comic book and just you know just like yes i feel i feel important i hate that i hate waiting I hate, and this is just in general, me. Yeah. I hate waiting for anything. Oh, I know. Yeah. I remember all that stuff like Black Friday. Who's trying to stand in line right. for that? Right. <laughs> I told you a story about going to Wendy's and the line was long. I was like, mm, we can, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you still waited. Huh? And yet you right, still waited. Right, I still waited. waited. <laughs> yeah, because she ordered all that. F- That's another story for another day. But yeah, so no. But I hate everything about that, getting through um, your tickets and everything like that. But hey, it's a means to an end. So, I do it all the time, but I ain't enjoying it. But the good thing is, you try to be as comfortable as possible. So, I already had my seats, but then I met a guy on the bus, and he explained that, hey, if you go to uh, the airline app, and you can, like, pick your seats and stuff like that. So, I saw what seats I were in. I was in a middle seat for that 12-hour flight, and I was like, oh, no, I need to change that. So then I changed it to uh, emergency exit row with some leg room, and that was so much better. So 
there was nobody next to me. It was enjoyable. But whenever you do fly, hopefully I'll make good enough money to where, oh, so the flight attendants, you know, they're doing the uh, exit rows, this and that. And they were like, oh, so your flotation device is under your seat. And they were like, and for the people with the sweet doors with the sweets on it, your life jacket is under this thing. And I was like, wait, sweets and doors? And I realized that's first class. And Are you sure it's not business class? Nah, because the thing I realized is when you get on the airplane, first class goes this way, everybody else goes this way when you board. So, because they don't want us commoners to see how the rich and famous are living so uh-huh. we're gonna be mean mugging them as we walk down there so but when we get out everybody gets out at the same time but i was like they got a sweet door in there i was like maybe if i flew first class i might like flying <laughs> business class is the way to go business class i've never done it before but i know like on international flights they have like these pot things that you're in like you've seen more recent Star well not recent, but like you've seen like Star Wars where like Darth Vader's in his little egg thingy. Mm-hmm. They got shit like that where like the seat it actually goes all the way flat like for a bed, and you got like leg room because you're like you know you're your own business. You need to be able to use your laptop and all this shit. Like business class is the way to go. That's just like three thousand dollars, and I've never done it. But like as I walk through to pass it to exit the plane, I'm like God. Damn. Like they get in real they get in like Bose headphones. Right. And we get the, the Yeah. The little fucking disposable shit. Yeah. <laughs> little earbuds. Where they already connect, you gotta peel them off like yep. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one thing is they had nice uh movies and everything on there. They was good on their movies and stuff. Uh what you watch on the plane? What did I watch? I remember the last movie I watched right before it was off, I watched Bad Boys. But before that I watched Oh, I watched um Death on an Isle. Oh, oh, I didn't see that one. I did. How'd you like it? I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Um, I was like, ah, oh, this person done it. I was like, and then it wasn't that person. And I was like, oh, no, this person done it. And then once they revealed it was, I was like, I knew it was that person the whole time. <laughs> it <laughs> makes sense. I'm a detective, guys. <laughs> right. So it, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of being a detective, I watched... This show on Netflix called Murderville, and um, basically Will Arnett is a detective, and he has all these guest stars come in as his training partner, and it's really funny. It's, it's there. He has celebrities come on as their guests, mm-hmm. and those people are real. So Will Arnett is not playing himself. He's playing a character. Yeah, he's, he's playing, playing a the detective. But the guests don't come on with a script, so they're just right winging it the whole time, and then they have to decide who's the murderer in the end. Yeah, that sounds fun. So, who was the first guest? The first episode? Uh, Do you oh, see the Marshawn Lynch one? You're, yes, yeah. I've seen them all. Okay. And I thought they were. <laughs> I one person I think took it more seriously than the others, and I didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> who was that? But Sharon Stone. Uh, oh, I didn't see that what one. What the fuck she doing on there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she was good on it, but I just think she took it really seriously. And it's it was more hilarious to me with, like, Annie Murphy or some of the other ones um, where they were, like, cracking up because the things were so ridiculous and right. they were trying to stay in character, but they couldn't. And Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it it's a good one. Okay. 
Um, so should I check it out? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I won't, but I, <laughs> I, I, I hear you. Yeah, I know how I am. Like I, well, I, we're gonna get to on, on my on my segment. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all what I've been up to, and Matt gonna be mad at me. I'm already. I'm. I'm just gonna say that right now. Uh oh. You got anything else, Matt? Yes. Um. You guys are both employed, so we we you know we do a little bit. So, um, you work at your place of employment. We'll say twenty plus years, right? During those twenty plus years, you never missed a day of work. So. I don't know. I don't know what company you work for, or anything like that. But just in your mind, you never miss a day at work twenty plus years, and they come to celebrate that. In your mind, what do you think they should give you? Vacation days. Okay, vacation days. Chad, what would you think they should give you? Um, we work for a similar industry, if you will, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like um, chain of command is not the right word, but they have like a regulation. They do certain things for how much time you are at as an employee. Like for so many years, you get like you know, or you get a certificate for like what five, fifteen, some five, ten, fifteen. Yeah, I feel, don't don't we get watches or something at. 20 something 25 like something like that you do get a watch or something standardized like that. is the way I'm tr- is what I'm trying to think of they right. have standardized like ways to appreciate employees um but 20 years I would want like a plaque or something okay those all just a plaque I, or, I said never, I said or something you've oh. never missed a day in 20 years wouldn't you want more than a plaque I would want something that they spent money on okay um you wouldn't want something that they just like had in storage right i wouldn't want something that that someone literally took off of their desk and put in a bag okay i mean i'm saying that i'm saying those words specifically because i know what you're talking about okay so for the people at home kevin ford worked at burger king in the Las Vegas uh, McCarran International Airport for 27 years without missing a day. This is what Burger King gave him. A Starbucks cup, some candy, and a single movie ticket in a clear plastic backpack from the Burger Chain's parent company, HMS Host, to show his appreciation for his years of service. (laughs) Let me repeat that. A Starbucks cup, some candy, and a single movie ticket in a clear plastic backpack. That's what he got for never missing a day for 27 years. So that's what happened. And then once the video um, was out, um, his daughter put up a GoFundMe. And she said, uh, I want to read this because the way she worded it was, I like the way she worded it. In no way are we asking for money or is he expecting any money, but if anyone feels like blessing him, he would love to visit his grandchildren. Now, as of this article, they raised $199,000 for this man. I'm sure that's more than he ever made at Burger King in those 20 years. And But then Burger King did put out a statement, though. Burger King said... 
or let me tell you back what he said. He's like, I've been crying about this for two days now. It's just incredible. I just go to work and try to have fun and laugh and make other people's day good. It's like I've been in a dream for almost two days now. It's beautiful and awesome. It really is. So Burger King issued a statement saying that the company is committed to recognizing achievements of its employees and the gift that Mr. Ford received was a reward and recognition of a short-term positive performance slash experience. So it says the company also says they offer team members a robust employee recognition program, which includes milestones and monetary awards. So with that being said, they said they do offer that. They didn't say they offered him that. <laughs> so oh. um, maybe 27 is not the the year. Maybe it's at 30 when they do it. But that's just crazy. I'm, I'm just saying that to save face. Right. Because I don't think I've worked at any job where I did not miss a day. Because my model is they give you leave to use. You right. need to use it. Yeah, I'm with that. It's like. It's just some days I don't feel like putting up with that foolishness. And right. so I need to take a mental health day, if you will. Right. Now, there are people that don't believe in that. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Matt, um, that I actually ran into this person last week. We got dinner. Um, but that person wholeheartedly believes in like working until you pass out yeah yeah um we, at our former employer that we worked at together this individual uh that we have like annual awards um so like person that's worked the most overtime uh person that well we have like things that are facts and then things that you vote for so person that's worked the most overtime person with the highest amount of like sick leave uh, person, what was what did I win? Like uh, most go to person. Yes, uh, I won that one year. I was I was very proud of it. Um, those were the good years when I was you know I had the popular vote. You know, before you know I um, those filibusters. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> politics, right? But uh, so this individual, like several years in a row, still has it. Most sick, most unused sick leave. And it's like, what are you doing? Use that time off. This person hates taking off work. And it's like, why? Like, if you die tomorrow, Yo, they're gonna be your position gonna be announced that day. Correct. So they will get somebody to temporary fill in. Like the moment, like who, your your next of kin says, "Hey, so and so passed away." When they get off that phone call, they're gonna type up an email saying, "Who wants to temporarily sit in this position until we figure some stuff out?" Yep. So you need to take it when you can. You really do. Like, enjoy yourself. Like, work. Life is not about work. Life is about enjoying yourself, enjoying time with others, spending thousands of dollars on a podcast so you can (laughs) bullshit with your friends. You know, the little things. Spending $1,000 for a ticket to bullshit with your friends on a podcast. Exactly. There you go. Spending um, $11.49 on a St. Louis Bread Company salad. (laughs) It was nice. It had strawberries in it. It looked nice, I should say. It's like one of my favorite salads. Oh, is that that seasonal summer salad? Yeah. Which one was it? It's called like strawberry poppy seed salad. Mm. Yeah. You hear Speaking that? of Seinfeld, uh, when Elaine ate a poppy seed bagel, bagel she popped positive for opium on a drug <laughs> test. <laughs> so is Rachel about to fail a drug test? Uh, hopefully they don't do drug tests at her place employment. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> I'm 
Well, you might want to know. <laughs> I don't know how you like the party, Rachel. Just saying. <laughs> um, so this past weekend uh, was my daughter's second birthday. And I meant to listen to the podcast from last year to see if I actually brought it up, like her first birthday, and how much of a catastrophe that shit was. Rachel, you listened to the show. Did I talk about that? I, I don't remember. Off air, have I told you about that? No. Okay. Um. So last year, um, Samantha and I never believed in like a one-year-old should have a birthday party. We always felt like a one-year-old having a birthday party is more about the parents than the kid and like who's got time and, and money for that. But the reason we had a party for our daughter was because she's a COVID baby. Out of all of her family, like four people have met her. Seven. Like her sister, brother-in-law, two nephews, my mom and grandmother. That's six. But you get what I'm saying. Like we have all this other family here and none of them have met her because of COVID. So we spent money and we reserved area in a park. And we sent invites and all these people said they were coming. We had a Facebook group and stuff. Matt even said he was going to come through. I was like, bet. But we got a fraction of the people show up that actually said they would. And we spent a lot of fucking money. This year, we were like, I'm, I was like, I'm not spending any fucking money on a party for her. And Samantha was like, neither the fuck am I. But my mom was like, I want my baby girl to have a party. And I was like... Okay, so um, to start, she was like, oh, we should take her to Dave and Buster's and she'll play all these games. And I'm like, she's turning two. Yeah, she ain't 14. Right. Like, I don't know what you think she'll bother to do, but that that she'll ain't be it. be in the basketball like this. Right. She'll, she'll be a skeet ball. Right. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I talked her down to Chuck E. Cheese. And I was like, okay. So she wanted to re- like reserve a space and all this. And I was like, I don't think you should do that like she's still two and i can't say how long she's gonna like actually want to be there so i don't want you to spend like a hundred dollars or however much it is to reserve space for her to go like have a fit and then we have to leave abruptly mm-hmm. so she's like okay so we'll just go get a get a table or whatever like you know the public area and just mm-hmm. hunker down and so she invited like a few family members like um my one cousin has a son and like her sister my cousin brie has been on the show before and like um my cousin vera and her mom and then um my mom's brother's wife and son so you know we sh- you know we, um i get there along with my mother, grandmother, and my daughter. We were there, we're there first. And I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in probably like 25, 30 years. It is not what I remember. And I'm not talking about how like Chuck E. Cheese himself like is like super skinny now. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how like if you recall, like have either you gone to Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz as a kid? Yes. I went as a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you're going now, that's fucked up, Rachel. <laughs> I know you sound young, but that's not okay. Um, what they say is the pizza is still fire to this day. I didn't touch oh. any of the food because... Uh, do you guys remember that controversy a few years ago where they were saying, like, Chuck E. Cheese gives you uh, used pizza? What? Oh. Do you, they give you used Did pizza? you not hear that, Rachel? I feel like I would have remembered that. So a YouTuber was... Um, he got He ordered a pizza, 
and um, like a whole pizza. And the pieces didn't line up together. They didn't make a, a complete circle. <laughs> oh, so it's like red of pieces. They're like, this makes a circle. Right, <laughs> Let's right. Put this in there. And so like um, Chuck E. Cheese came out and said like the way that in which they cut the pizza, it comes out weird. But it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. So no, I haven't touched the pizza. Now, but, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Now I want to go. I want to see what kind of pizza I get now. Do we need to? Uh, I mean, I didn't pay any attention to the pizza because I wasn't thinking about that when we were there. But do we need to? We'll we'll get my daughter, so right. it's not weird. Right. Do we need to do some investigative journalism? Right. Because there was like the thing for like that that pizza was really good. That like people go to like there's people who go to Chuck E. Cheese, get the pizza and leave like it's a Pizza Hut type of thing. You can order it off of like Grubhub or whatever those apps are, the food apps. Right, yeah. So I know now I haven't had it since two thousand. Oh, yeah, because you have a son. Yeah, a, so a, like a we've been child. there. Because uh, what Chuck E. Cheese do you go to? The one uh, off uh, St. Peter's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the one that the well, last time I went to was for my son, and uh, I don't remember if we ate pizza. I don't think we ate, we ate pizza, but that's what I hear here. Their their pizza's good. Okay. I'm going to have to go back now. So anyway, it's not like how it was when we were younger. We're like, yeah, I remember they had ball pits and tubes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just a room full of games you got to pay for. Yeah, it's a kid, Dave and Buster's. Right. But my thing is, like, I have a two-year-old. What is she about to do? So, like, this isn't what I thought this was. And so, like, I'm walking around. I'm like, okay, maybe she's going to want to sit on my lap and do, like, a driving game. But she's like, what, the f- what is a steering wheel? Right. Right. <laughs> and so, like, we're walking around. They had, like, little rides that she could be on. Like, there was, like, a little train she could sit in. But she's like, okay, I'm sitting. But uh, my daughter, who I feel like when she grows up, she's going to be really into, like, roller coasters. There's, like, this ride where um, you got to go up these, like, narrow-ass steps. And then it's, you sit, it's like you're on the back of a horse and you're supposed to snap in, but like the, the way it dips, it almost feels like a roller coaster. She mm-hmm. was eating that shit up. And so she kept wanting to go up the steps and then ride on the dipping thing. So like overall, it turned out to be a good time, but I was just like, what the fuck is she supposed to do up in here? I, I know they don't make this place anymore. Well, they don't make this place anymore. I know it's closed like Discovery Zone. Oh my God. So like there's no discovery zones these days for kids um, wait you know Rachel you know what discovery zone no. is it was this place when we was kids where whatever you wanted to do as a kid they had it there. yeah it so was, basically they had like they had the ball pit they had the tubes they, there was like an area where you could do some bouncing yeah yeah and a, a very small area for games yeah very more, small you're coming in like you're coming in there you're gonna be burning some energy as a yeah. kid yeah. Have you heard, or uh, have either you heard, and this is more for Matt because you have a child, um, Monkey Joe's? Yeah, he's been there. So is. Oh, wait, Monkey Joe's? No, I was thinking of Kokomo Joe's. I've never heard of that. So, like. Right off of a. Seven. Um, is it Monkey Joe's or Kokomo Joe's? It's an amusement thing, right? Kind of. So it's like, it's you, it's in a building. And they have like it's like the cheapest shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. It like feels like real like bootleg. Like you go in there and they've got like inflatable shit. 
So like, you know how like if you have money and you hire like an inflatable bouncy castle? Yeah. Mm. Shit like that. Okay. I know what you're talking about. We've been there. Yeah, and I was like, that's the closest thing I can think of to like something akin to when we were kids, but like that shit looks bootleg as fuck. Didn't care for it. But I went when I didn't have a kid, so all the judgment was out. My kid would probably love that bullshit. Wait, so did they have the floor show at Chuck E. Cheese still? So, fun story, Rachel. Um, these are tight times. And some time ago, they laid off the band. The oh. electric lights band or something like that. So. Oh, no. I'm just saying, like, when, after all these years, when you make big time, when you go big time, you forget the little people. So, it's just Chuck E. Cheese now. He don't got his friends. Just like. Ronald McDonald, he used to have the Hamburglar. Grimace. Yeah. Grimace. But once you make it to the top, you don't need your friends no more. So they cut all of them loose, too. So, so Chuck E. Cheese got too famous. Mm-hmm, got too big. He was like, huh, they, mm-hmm. they're coming to see me. They're not coming to see y'all. So had to cut them loose. I was trying to find the name of the band, the make-believe band. That shit don't sound right. <laughs> make-believe band. Right. Because no, I, I remember they had that going on loop. Right, like, the little, on the stage, like yeah. the little animatronic stuff yeah. yeah yeah and you would you would sit and eat and watch the show yeah 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 mm. which i don't i mean i don't know if your daughter would like that but yeah i kept her away from like the person walking around as chucky e. cheese as well as like there's one chucky animatronic like all the way in the back like where he's like attached to like the wall or whatever like moving I mean, and i like we not walking over here yeah. i don't know what kind of i don't know how you're gonna react to this <laughs> but no we're having a good time, and I'm not <laughs> trying to push it. Um, yeah, man. And also, I went back to the office. Um, so as of right now, we have to go back once a week. And I tell you what, I fucking hate being around people. I fucking hate it. Like, I'm over here, got my big headphones on, just, you know, trying to grind, do my thing. And people talking to me. They haven't seen you in so long, so they want to catch up. They want See how you've been living. That's the thing. I can't even remember half these people's names, to be honest. <laughs> so they walk it up to me like, hey, Chad, how you doing? I'm like, hey, girl. Right. <laughs> what, 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 what you went up to, girl? Hey. And it's like, so I, this was kind of funny. Um, they're, they go, they walk around every day, like super, whatever supervisor's on duty. And they're over here, like, taking attendance, like we back in school. <laughs> because, like, it was very, it was made very clear to us that, you this is your day to be in the office right and it's not a situation where like oh man my day to be in the office is tuesday i don't feel well tuesday so i'm just gonna come in on wednesday like you have to come in on tuesday that is your day to be in and people are just like straight up just not coming into the office on their day in <laughs> but they're wor- they're still working from home so like if you look on chat they're green and we're wearing masks and it's been like two years since we've been in the office and like there's been like promotions and all this stuff so nobody knows what anybody looks like right right and so it's like oh man is, is chad here that is that him over there right i, I never met him before right, so right could be him <laughs> <laughs> so now we taking attendance i'm like what is this system we have here guys he be like chad here right <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's uh it's it's an adjustment. And also like I never had good service at work. And so like I can get my um I can stream music okay ish, mm-hmm. but like 
you know, you guys chat with me a lot. I love sending gifts. And so like, I like, yeah, somebody be saying something to me and I type some words and then put a gift and then like the words are there, but it's, it's still trying to upload the gift. Mm-hmm. And like the conversation is still going while my gift is still trying to upload. <laughs> right. So I'm like, mm, it's not about to be relevant <laughs> <Right>. once this <laughs> hit. <laughs> It'd be like that. I understand. I, I understand the feelings on that. Yeah. Yeah. I hate my work Wi-Fi. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I, the last week and a half, I watched 65 episodes and seven seasons of Veep. <laughs> I finished it. Wow. I'm going to put this right out here now. I know I haven't finished Abbott Elementary, Matt. I know. But so you want to, you want to, so you just say fuck Quentin Bronson, but you want to fuck with Elaine Bennis? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny fucking show, honestly. Like, um, I'm going to do some light spoilers here. So, like, the show aired from 2012 to 2019. And it started off, I'm like, this is this is fun. This is, like, it, it can, I'm not saying it was, it's consistently funny, but every episode had some stuff where I was just, like, laughing out loud. Like, it's that preposterous. And it started off like, huh, this is, like, <laughs> This ain't like politics today, I tell you what, like watching those early seasons. But like as the series goes on, and I feel like I can't remember if I kept this in the episode last week where I was like, you know, there was a moment where like she did something really dark. But like her character has got got like worse and worse as the series went on to where like by like the series finale, like she turns into something like at the level of Trump. Oh. basically so like every politician then yes like so like for that like and like the thing is like you don't really like it's like small little things that eventually when we get to the end of the series like it adds up like like the things that she's willing to do and compromise about herself and like the people that she's willing to like hurt by the end of the series like it all makes sense it's like it's not like it feels like oh man the things like you know how I know neither one of you finished Game of Thrones, but like one of the complaints. I did. You did? Yeah. I never knew you even watched that show, Rachel. Like <laughs> I'm always learning things about you. Did you know that Rachel was into Doctor Who? I did not know that. I, I know learned you're into Doctor Who. I learned that about her like a month ago, <laughs> and I've known Rachel for a nice minute. Okay, I didn't know that about you. So one of the complaints about Game of Thrones is like um, one of the main characters. People said it felt like she had like such a change in her attitude towards a lot of things, like abruptly. Mm-hmm. And and which this, character is this? Daenerys, mm-hmm. uh, mother of dragons, mm. Khaleesi. Yes, I know who that is. <laughs> but in this show, it's like she's like a fucking terrible person. By the, like, she's a terrible person throughout the series. But like, if you really think about like how she was like at the beginning of the series and you think about what she did by the end of the series it it doesn't surprise you because like the only reason she wasn't as bad as she was at the beginning of the series is because she was vice president and she she had no power but like as the series goes on and things happen and she makes deals and eventually she does become president and it's just like it's fucking terrible the shit she's doing it's like example She's running for... Is this a comedy? Yes. But it's like how... Um, they even say this on the show. Like, you um, 
you put you put sugar on the medicine to make it go down because it's all commentary on american politics and how like they aren't doing anything they know they aren't doing anything and they aren't going to do anything right right and so like in the um in the last season she's running for election re-election and uh there's an up-and-coming like black politician that's like people like fucking loving and she's in North Carolina trying to win the primary there. And she goes to like a black, like, so she's, she's a politician that's been in the game for a, like a long time. Like she was a Senator for a while and then she was vice president and all this shit. So like when she first ran, she was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to um, this black church. Cause like the, the, the pastor that loves me, but now his son is leading the, the, the church. And he's like, oh, she, and she was like, his, your dad said I'm the, the, the blackest white lady you've ever met. And like the way she said that just felt cringe. And she said that to him. He's like, okay. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, um, we got a black woman running. So you know what we're about to do. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, I need to get white voters. And so she basically, they talked about this, like, at a meeting before she went to the church they basically she did some dog whistling at the black church and like it's funny because it's like i can't believe you're doing this but like it's also not funny because like i can see white politicians doing this right right and so it's like she's doing like fucked up shit like that it's like this is funny in the moment but if you add everything up that she's been doing she's a fucking terrible person Mm -hmm. but it's like genuinely one of the best written shows i've seen in some time so you haven't you... seen all of Abbott Elementary. No, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I will get on it. I'm not halfway through the season. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Just that how you will, man. <laughs> Just that microphone how you will. But yeah, man, um, it's a wild fucking show. It's funny. And um, by the by the end of the series, like they're just like, we're going for broke. And apparently she got, Julia, she got like cancer like in season six. I did not know oh. she had cancer. I think no. breast cancer. One of the cancers, but she's still like the quality of the show stayed consistent those last two seasons. So, would you recommend? I it? would highly recommend this show, but just know you are going to hate every single character, but it's still a very funny show. Um, last thing, real quick, I read a book, guys. It's not something I do often. It's called The Girl in the Li- Library by Solari Gentile. Uh, an Australian woman. Um, it is essentially a book within a book. So the author's writing this book about this uh, Australian woman. She's in Boston, and um, she's in like in a like a quiet room in the library, and they hear a scream. And she's in the room with like three other people. And the first chapter ends with uh, one of these people killed that woman. And so like. You're just trying to figure out who did it. And like, it's also a book. So it's like at the end of each chapter, she's getting notes from her editor on how like the book could be better or like, Hey, you're Australian. So like, we don't say the, the X, Y, Z in, in, in America. Yeah. And so like, as each chapter ends, the art, the editor keeps inserting himself more and more into the story as in like, you know, I really, I think that so-and-so committed the crime. So you should stop doing X, Y, Z. Like, this is how I want you to write the book. Mm-hmm. Until, like, by the end of the book, he, like, becomes her stalker. Mm. Overall, it's good, but, like, that stuff with the editor was not needed. 
in my opinion. So just her writing a story about the murder would have been fine. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, yeah, so before we get to the movie, I can't believe we're just an hour in and we've been going off the rails a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um I was on the old tickety talk this morning and I saw that apparently we're doing they're doing a series of what if comic books, but with Miles Morales. So like what if Miles were Captain America? Or what if Miles were the Hulk? Or what if Miles were um, Wolverine? Before we actually talk about what we're going to talk about, I saw a YouTube video on what if Miles were Wolverine. I felt like it started off very interestingly. Um, did you guys hear about the disip- like the kidnappings of black children in Atlanta in the 80s? Yes. That was on an episode of Atlanta. They talked about that. Okay, there's also a really good documentary on HBO about it. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it now, but it was like maybe three or four parts. It was super interesting. Yeah, like I didn't know about none of that Same. until I like they. If I remember correctly, they did. If it was it was it Atlanta? Some show talked about it, and that's when I found out that uh, they yeah, these kids were missing and stuff like through the 80s, and I never knew that. So mm-hmm. like that. What if Miles were uh, Wolverine? It starts off like that. Like he's like. They're saying that happened in that Marvel universe, but they were experimenting on the kids, like doing the weapons X programs on those kids. So mm-hmm. some of them died, some of them didn't. And Miles was like one that survived, and he was like Weapon X. Oh, okay. That okay. was kind of interesting. But what we're going to talk about today is what if Miles Morales were Thor? And this is super fucking controversial. And for once, we are on top of the news. (laughs) Won't be late on it. (laughs) Yeah. So we all read this comic book, right? Yeah. Or I guess before you should let them know, why are people upset? So people are upset because they're saying that this comic book is extremely stereotypical. Um, This was not written by a black person. So we all know. What is your familiarity with Miles Morales, um, Rachel? Not a whole lot. I mean, I started into the Spider-Verse when I was at work, when I worked with kids. And as you know, I don't really count watching movies with them because I can't pay attention like I want to. So I never got to finish that. It's a great movie. It I is. love that movie. It's excellent. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. amazing when I saw it at work. I'm like, how are the kids not paying attention to this? <laughs> they already saw that shit, all right? <laughs> yeah. So, Miles Morales is a black and Latino character. Um, he is not Peter Parker. He is, like, someone else that was bitten by a radioactive spider. So, like, a uh, misconception is that people look at him as the black Spider-Man. But he's black and Latino. So this was written by a Jewish man that is Latino. Can you say this name, Rachel? Gehudi Mercado. Yeah, I was going to fuck that up. That's why I should have said it. So that's the person that wrote it. Uh, He is not black. But he is Latino. But he leaned in very hard on the black stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't feel like that stuff was appropriate as a black person. But I would like to know your thoughts on this as a Jewish person. 
I mean, there was no Jewish content in it. The person so. that wrote it was Jewish. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm just saying I don't think the fact that he's Jewish really contributed to the story because. Rachel, I'm trying to make this make sense as to why you're here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I thought that this comic was more in the vein of like what they're trying to do with Thor movies now. So I thought that was interesting. Like the tone, the way it was more lighthearted and joking and stuff. There were were jokes in that comic? A a little bit. I didn't hear anybody laughing at you. I mean, no. Okay, ask your question. No, I didn't laugh at nothing in there. But was there jokes in there? Uh, I can see where their jokes have should have been or where their jokes, they tried to make jokes. What was a joke? All eyes on me. Or is hammer time? Yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I can see where that would be a joke. Okay. But there was no laughing in that. I didn't laugh. I cringed a lot, but I didn't laugh when reading this. Yeah. It it's um it's I'm trying to think of the right word. I mean I, I could hop in if you want. Well, yeah, go because I'm something right because I don't I don't know if I'm, if I'm using the, this word right. Like not black exploitation, but it's kind of like it's like I wrote they wrote this story. I was like, okay, now we need to we need add to some, sprinkle some black. We in need it. to sprinkle some black into this. So we'll do. Let's go to Urban Dictionary. Let's see what's going on. He'd be like, ah, bro, let's put that in there. Lit. Uh, lit. The, the uh, kids say you say that still, right? Uh, it's just like they they sprinkled all this and then like yeah this is the hood. Like, this is, no, this is my hood. Hold on, uh, I was I was poking up. No, he said uh, yeah, Asgard is his hood. That's what they put. Asgard mm-hmm. is his hood. Then he said buy Odin's fade. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the listeners can't hear this, but Matt made such a fucking grimace when he said that. So it's like they they made this trying to i guess relate to the black people to where it's like you didn't need to add none of this shit in there also they i feel like they use some of the terms incorrectly uh so i took this screenshot and matt you tell me if this is correct so this is a exchange between thor and loki i didn't see you i didn't see or hear you come in loki i wouldn't be much of a god of mischief if i couldn't prowl my way into a room Thor, that's what's up. Kind, I kind, it seems like all of this stuff just seems off. Like it's not, none of this stuff seems like this will be any regular conversation between actually anybody. Right. So it's kind like, just like that where that kind of might fit but it kind of not doesn't it fit don't, it don't sound right Right, it doesn't it doesn't sound right it's not natural you don't nobody will say it like that right so it's they they just did they, i don't know what like they, they did it for the, they play urban mad lips right so my thing is like what if miles were miles morales was store while not good and racist told it is racist that's what i'm saying uh, it told a decent story once you got past the cringe and asking questions on how this universe works. Like, why is Asgard essentially Brooklyn? Like, the beginning of the story said, 
the world tree it it was planted in what would be brooklyn but when because like if it's like at the some donna time shit brooklyn as we know it wouldn't exist because that was when the native americans lived there right right and it's like he's got sneakers on and shit but it's like what when when is this and like it was like small stuff to me like why the fuck does this hammer have graffiti on it right why would that be a thing right yeah that's that exactly and so, anyway, this comic felt like what a version of Black Panther would have been if white people wrote it. Mm. I say, uh, yeah, if this would have been Black Panther, if it came on the nineties. I was, th- I was trying to think. Of, that's what I was trying to think of a good time zone, time to time period. Yeah, if it was in the nineties, this we might have got this like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but a lot less black people. Right. If there's not a single white person in. Oh, why did the Frost Giants have fades and chains and braids and stuff like that? Yeah, right. I don't. What are you doing? What? Just because uh, Asgard is at uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, so the Frost Giants there, so we just gotta make them stereotypically black then too. Because that makes no sense. Because like, if the World Tree's in Brooklyn, they went to another realm. Like right. they they went to another planet. Right. Why are they black? Right. Right. So nah, this this was a mess. Like Marvel, seriously, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, are y'all this creatively bankrupt? that you have a whole series of what if Miles Morales was X instead of just writing a good fucking story with Miles in it? Yeah, because just like and another one, it's kind of like just silly stuff too, like when he called his hammer, he said hammer time. Right. Do you know who MC Hammer is? I've heard of MC I mean, Hammer. also you gotta remember like Rachel's younger than you think she is. Yeah. No, no, no. And that's what I'm saying. I expect that. So really who's gonna know like these kids don't know who mc hammer is to be like hammer time right for them yeah. for that to mean something to them right who in their right mind in the last 15 years have thought about hammer time correct and it's like that was a bit of a stretch all eyes on me like okay yes tupac but it's like what i didn't catch that just look at me right hey guys, right hello yeah so i caught it all eyes on me and but... then like all those fucking puns like when he was fighting he's like uh about to uh, flip it and reverse it yeah and shit. like what, what you, are you doing you ain't missy elliott right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here guys stop it yeah but yeah it, it's gonna be a no for me dog but yeah so like you said that if they took all this fuller foolishness out and everything like that the premise of it is a good idea um, but it's they doing too much with it. I would have been happier if they would have just did like you know how like Jane Foster, right? She's not Asgardian. The the hammer just said she was worthy. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't the story just have been Miles Morales instead of the spider biting him? He had the same life, grew up in like regular old Brooklyn. And the ha- he came across the hammer, and he got to pick it up, and he got the powers of Thor. That's kind of what I thought it was gonna be. Like when when I just read what it was without seeing the comic first, right? So like that that's built in. You don't have right. to fucking do anything else. And then like the yeah. preview for the next episode, I was like, Wolverine, Cap, Hulk all show up. They're all Miles, by the way. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. I was gonna be. 
why are they all black? <laughs> that's what that's my thing. But they're all Miles. Yeah. So every what if Miles was X is coming together in Avengers style, just like how you remember how the TV show What If on Disney Plus they did an Avengers episode of all those fucking what if versions of people. Right. When I thought this was just gonna be a fun what if what if. Right. Now we gotta fucking fight fucking Infinity um, um, Ultron. Right. No, we don't need a fucking team up. And why would you need a team up of yourself in different versions? That's even weirder. Yeah. I thought it was like just different black versions of these people, but it's a, that makes it even worse now. Yes. Yeah. So my question to you two is, do you guys want to read the rest of this bullshit? No. No. You guys don't want to read issues one through four? Well, honestly, when Wolverine, what was Wolverine's line? I wanted to hit this motherfucker when he said that. Um, uh, didn't he say, like, this place is dope? Dope. Yeah, shit? I was like, this place is dope. <laughs> what are you talking about? You just in Brooklyn. You have your own world. Why would you say that? Like, when I read that, I legit got mad. I was like, why would you say that? I wish I could pull it up, but he was, yeah, that's that's exactly what he said. This world is dope. And I was like this. Because the way you explained the Wolverine thing, I'm like, okay, that could be a trigger. But the way they presented it right there, I was like, it's like they're trying to be cool, black, hip, whatever you want to say. And it's just like, it's making it come out stupid and wrong. I'll read the yeah. line to you. So Miles Captain America said that um, there's a ruckus on Earth. And so Miles Wolverine says, our Earth, bub, but can we come back here? Because this place looks dope. Yeah. Yeah. So I see why that uh, they came for it. Because this is, it's ridiculous when you think about it. Like, why would you? And also, like, you don't have people to be like, proofread some stuff sometimes when i send emails out for work i'd be like hey read this make sure it makes sense you don't think people be like hey take a look at this make sure it's okay i'll take that back the correct people the right people to read it and make sure it's okay and when you try to do that when you're trying to when you're writing for somebody's perspective and and when i say that specifically if using if you're going to use certain words because they could have done this one and just kept it quote unquote regular everybody was black but we didn't try to make it urban right there we go yeah. and it would have been fine but when you start doing that if you're going to do that fine you want to make it more um authentic or whatever you want to say then you need to have the right people in there to do it but i still feel like that would be inappropriate because of like the basis of what the story was the basis is this is black asgard mm -hmm. so they shouldn't have our vernacular So I guess you, that's right. up to interpretation whether you want to or not. I, it was unnecessary, is what I'm saying, because yeah. like for the universe that they set up, we there shouldn't they shouldn't have access to BET and whatever the fuck white people think black people exhort. Right, that's true. Yeah, so you're right. They would be dressing just like Thor, white Thor dresses and the right. Marvel stuff. Asgard there to Asgard and St. Louis, it will be the same no matter what because it goes back there. It wouldn't be like, oh, they're in Chicago, so they will dress differently because right. that version of Chicago doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. That makes I see sense. what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Plot holes in there. Good job, Chad. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've been you know reviewing content for over a year now, so you yeah, know. I appreciate it. See, hey. the hard work is paying hey, off. Hey, man. We, we all here. We right. all here. We, right. we feeding off each other. 
Um, yeah, it was some bullshit. But no, so what you were saying, even though I'm dragging this out, um, I feel like you know Marvel has been making a big push for diversity. Like if you guys remember, all new, all different. That's when we got Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. and there uh, uh, was an Asian Hulk, and they brought in um, that girl Hawkeye. I can't remember her name. Kate Bishop. Yes. Uh, and so like they were just like shaking up the status quo. Uh, Ironheart. Mm-hmm. So they were like, here are the heroes you like. Oh, black uh, Falcon, Falcon, Captain America. Here are the heroes you like. But now with like a diversity twist, Marvel all new, all different. And they were making sure to hire like writers and artists and all these things that were representative of those groups. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like even though like you got a Latino um, gentleman to write this book and there's probably white people doing the art. Uh, they probably went rogue on that graffiti bullshit. Just yeah. just around there. I feel like we do have like people of color as copy editors that did read this shit but I'm not saying they're out of touch but I feel like there is there could be a possibility of like a yes man culture mm-hmm. and so like if I say this is authentic to the black experience I may not get a, a, a promotion right 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 that's true so there's a possibility that that was at play right I mean yeah but I mean, now they're getting that feedback uh, <laughs> that they should have got the first time, and um, just click glance on Twitter. I guess the guy came out and apologized. Yeah. Uh, but somebody should have read that and be like, "Nah, man, you need to switch this up." I just don't get like, cool. You got a Latino person in here. Why when did we do like Miles touching upon his Latino roots? And I'm not saying. We talk, we do some fucking stereotypical bullshit with there where, you know, I'm not even going to say the word that just popped in my head, but I'm not saying we do that. But like, if you get that gentleman, why couldn't he bring in his own experience as a Latino to the character since that is also part of the character? Correct. He did like once or twice, um, the, the one female character, um, in the comic. Yeah. She said something in spanish or something she said one thing yeah but i mean it's not enough to warrant like yeah yeah i mean you might as well just hire some white dude to write this shit honestly yeah right and you need it because like uh miss marvel like i read a thing the other day where so much um because what is she pakistan yeah pakistani yeah so she would um they were saying to how like the person was writing it was pakistan but like like there's so much little subtle stuff if you're not like like that's not your culture mm-hmm. you wouldn't understand it she was just like she listed all the stuff about how uh, sometimes speaking in english and then sometimes speaking in pakistani pakistani and the way like the jury looks and all like all the like small details is really authentic to their culture to where you need specific ones because like me i'm watching it it means nothing to me because i don't know anything about the culture but people who know the culture it means something to them so they know if it's right or wrong or incorrect or any or everything like that I mean, but that's also indicative of like there not being any real examples of that in our pop culture. But there's lots of outdated, 
Oh, there's lots of instances of black things in our pop culture, whether they're relevant or not, you know, we can argue about, but there's more examples of that. So like there's more from some fucking person to draw to from. To draw from. Oh, this used to be yeah. a thing. They used to say uh they used to say uh, oh no you didn't no no you know you did uh <laughs> i feel like didn't somebody say that in this uh, fucking book? Uh, well i'm just saying like it's just you know you know what I'm talking about those type of stuff oh that used to be a thing black people say that let's throw that in there yeah 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 but no like i'm enjoying miss marvel like it's are, are, are you up to date on it no okay. I, I think i'm tapping out really after two episodes or three episodes how many you watch there's three out now i've watched two it's a good show yeah i don't um i don't it's not doing anything for me but remember it's only six episodes now i will say i'm enjoying it but i'm uh like 95 percent sure this show is not gonna stick the landing so okay let me say this i will watch this because it's marvel right and i'm some shit, some stuff is going to happen later on, and I'm going to need to know what's going on. So I am going to watch it, but it's not. I'm just like when we did uh, Moon Knight, I was like, "Oh, this is great." Mm-hmm. And then when we did Falcon Winter Soldier, all right, it's mm, this is fine. It's there. It's there. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad they're getting their money while they can. It's good. <laughs> but with this one, it's just it's not. It's not. I won't. It's nothing to brag about, but it's not bad. It's kind of like. I guess, th- I knew nothing of this character, so I wanted something new. And I guess, taking the culture and the race out of it, it's kind of like I've seen this before. Yeah. It's basically like a Spider-Man type of thing where you get a power, you got to figure things out. So like, Moon Knight was totally different with the different personalities and everything and everything so it's just like and i'm just like i'm waiting for something else to like something new to happen for me to draw me draw me in so i'm just kind of like yeah i don't think that shit happening but i feel like at least in the finale uh brie larson probably gonna show up i can see that happening right so i mean i ain't saying it's good i ain't saying it's bad i'm just saying it's there all right well that takes us to this week's movie edge of tomorrow what i am about to tell you sounds crazy but you have to listen to me your very lives depend on it this does not be You see, this isn't the first time. Now, we've had this conversation. What day is it? Judgment Day. You just came in with the fresh recruits. This is not the The invasion will fail, along with every soldier you are sending. We lose everything. Come find me when you wake up. (laughs) 
A soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over. Chad, what did you think of that movie? Thank you for asking, Chad. <laughs> um, I fucking love this movie. Um, I have never... Tom Cruise is like one of those actors where he can't die in movies anymore. I don't even know if he's ever died in a movie. That actually would have been a good trivia question, but here we are. Um, and so it's so refreshing to see him, one die repeatedly and two play such a fucking coward at the beginning of this show, of this movie and it's like this is i like tom cruise the man's fucking insane and he's part of a cult but like him being willing to like put his life on the line for our entertainment and all these mission impossible movies uh making actual actors not only be like the most ripped they've ever been in their fucking lives, but also learn how to fly jets. Like I admire Tom Cruise for everything that he's done in Hollywood these days. And it's just like to see him be like, okay, yes, you can kill me repeatedly. I pay, I play like somebody that's just like a fucking bitch ass motherfucker. And it's just like, he's so good at it. I love this movie so much. It's just so much fun. And like, I like a halfway decent Groundhog's Day type movie where we don't spend too much time like, you know, oh man, the day's got to repeat like 10 fucking times before I understand like, hey, this isn't a dream. Like, let's just get in here, have some fun, hit the ball, hit the ground running and go. And also Emily Blunt's one of my most favorite actresses. So it's like, there's very few things she's in where I'm like, why, what are we doing here, sis? Uh, I love this movie. Granted, some of the, how some of the uh, time travel shit worked, like when we get to the end with the Omega, that shit was stupid. But overall, I had a good time. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I want to watch it again because I feel like I could pick up on details. Like it's that kind of movie where I could pick up on details that I missed the first time around. Had either of you seen this before? No. No. Okay. But yeah, um, I liked the loop. I liked the um, the acting. I thought that was really good. Um, I didn't like... Wait, are we doing spoilers yet? Yeah, you know how we are. We're unfiltered over okay. here. Okay. I didn't like the kiss between Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming, but... I don't care for like how most movies feel like we have to have romance. I agree yeah. with yeah. I didn't like I didn't want it felt forced. Like they yeah. didn't have to do that. They didn't have to add that. They could have just ended it without that. Yeah, it's like yeah. it also like all these great things I said about Tom Cruise, especially post jumping on Oprah's couch. I, no one sees Tom Cruise as a sexual being. Mm-hmm. So let's just cut that shit out. That was like one of the most awkward parts of Top Gun too. He had a romantic interest in the movie. Oh. Mm. Yeah, but I did not like that kiss. And um, I also thought, like, what did you all think about the enemy, the aliens having like a, like they're all connected through this one? That's, I feel like that's lazy writing. And most sci-fi movies do that now like Avengers and other shit where it's like, we if we just kill the core, then the, the war is over. Yeah. See, that's, I think out of all the ones I've seen, 
this is the most well done one. Yes. But I still wasn't sure if I really liked that element of it. No, that's a really good point. Like, it's lazy writing, but it's also like, okay, we killed, like, the mothership, but now we have to fucking World War Two style, you know, take out all these stragglers. And is that an interesting movie? But you got to wrap this up, man. The time we run out of time. Actually, here's my question. And th- maybe this movie exists, maybe it doesn't. But, like, would it be an interesting movie? It's a war movie where they've essentially won the war but they have to go through the previously occupied land to snuff out the last remaining of the enemy. Would that be an interesting movie? It's that saving private Ryan. I've never seen that movie. No, they're actually going to get somebody there that no. Um, What about take what you said, but it's the other way around. What do you mean? So, The country A won the war, so now, but now and now the country B's people are still around. So country A people is coming to kill the rest of them and everything else like that. But what the point of view is from country B to where they don't know that the war is over. Right. Oh, like um, is that letters from Iwo, Iwo Jima? Mm-hmm. Did you see flags of our fathers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Please continue. But no, this is exactly what it was. Um, uh, in Japan, for Pearl Harbor and everything, when they gave up, there was still people fighting. Yes. Um, yes. Still fighting because they did not know that the war was over. And there was people fighting for years. Even when they were told, they were like, no, <laughs> perfect. It's kind of like Trump lost the election. Biden won, but you have people who's like, no, he, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. So you had people saying, "Hey, the war's over." They, uh, Japan has signed a treaty, and they were like, the warriors and fighters, were like, no, that did not happen like that. We're still going to stay here and fight. Right. So maybe one from their thing, because you know they're not getting resources anymore, they're not getting supplies or something like that. I don't know. No, I, I would, I think that would be an interesting movie. Um, would you want this to be a period piece so that it's Nazis? Although, actually, the world the world we live in now, you can't fucking have a movie where Nazis are in it because you know we are uh fucking vilifying Nazis now. Yeah, fucking world we live so in. So we now. can uh, just be like country A and country B, <laughs> <laughs> so so we don't offend anybody. A made up, <laughs> right. made up countries. Right. Um, but to this movie. I hated this movie. Go on, Matt. No, I'm just playing. I still want us all agree. I love this movie. It was my first time seeing it. Yeah. I like a good, uh, like you said, Groundhog's Day, as long as one don't have to do with black trauma. But um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. It did get kind of wonky at the end as far as the Omega, the Alphas, and everything. But leading up to it, I liked how uh, Tom Cruise, well, you would say like, he was um did not want to fight and then when he ran away i was like that's the biggest punk move <laughs> <laughs> that he ran away and then when they when he woke up and then they had him as a private he went all the way down to an e1 i was like <laughs> i laughed at that <laughs> but uh yeah i agree everything you guys said uh i really enjoyed it like i'll watch it again yes if it's on tv or something like that yes. yeah uh it's really good 
And earlier you asked if Tom Cruise has a tether back. Never mind. I say that for the trivia. Oh. Well, I had a question about the end. Okay. Because every single time he loops back, it goes to when he's waking up and, you know, he's been demoted and yes. he's... Yeah, but then the very last time he loops back, it's before that point. Like, it's yes. right when he gets there. Is that because he killed the Omega? Yes. Okay. And he got some new juice in him. So one would gotcha. think that if he were murdered again, like let's say he, he has that moment with um, uh, Emily Blunt and she took a gun out and just shot him in the head right then and there, he would wake up again on the helicopter. He can never uh. die. He has to, it's actually, that's a really fucked up ending because like if he, he's going to grow old and live a life. And when he dies on this deathbed, he's going to wake up in a helicopter. That, that was a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> Remember uh, with, uh, with the with the uh, with the button? Yeah, because he kept he kept fast forward or not fast forward. Morty kept uh, he kept hitting the reset button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like you, yeah. Well, or is it eventually going to cycle out because because our blood? Unless he gets unless, oh, that's fair. Because like he kept resetting within a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Could he live longer than a day? Yeah. Wait, may maybe? Yeah, I he think just so. kept dying. That was the problem. He just kept dying. Well, like, like for, it kept going further and further with it. Right, he kept going further. Like as far as they were trying to get to the yeah, cars so, and like, everything. The time was the time but, was lasting longer. But and longer. okay, so like he can be out there for like a week and then die and then he's got to start back over. Right. But I did enjoy it where she all those times where she was killing him. Yes. He was like, ah, uh, nope, <laughs> this ain't working. And then, oh no, this ain't working. But, <laughs> but like, I kept thinking. He's going back in time. Yes. So he has to explain. But she is not, though. He has to explain all that shit to her every time. No, no, not that. But think about all those times that she killed him. Yeah. Oh. Her repercussions. Like, she killed him and she killed it, like, in the, in the, the so everybody knows she did it. So how are she explaining that, that she just killed this dude? So, Rachel, did you finish um, Russian Dial season one? I did. So something I absolutely loved about that series, and I never thought about it into that show, was they were saying, like, every time she dies, that universe continues. And so that's the track of thinking Matt's going on. It's just like... You yeah, because I, I love Russian dolls. Yeah. And it's like, you just killed somebody. And What's so, going to happen to you? You're right. going to be court-martialed or whatever. You just shot a dude in his head, and then, like, she did it on the steps? Yes. What is going on? Yes. So I always wondered that. Yeah. I mean, she's like the... You, you can't be murdering soldiers. fucking people no matter who you are. Yeah, but she could have probably said, like, he already had a track record of running away or whatever. She, <laughs> so, man, so so we can just shoot him in the side, the courtrooms and everything else yeah. like that because he, he was once a deserter. <laughs> this man hurt himself in training. All right, I'm just going to put you down like a fucking horse. Right, like a horse, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's a good point, Matt. Um, hmm. My thing yeah. is like also like she like didn't even hesitate to kill him during those training sequences. But the one time he didn't have his uh, his his reset powers, that's when she gonna take all this time to be slow to kill him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And every time he's like, wait, 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 and she still killed him. Right. Yeah. Why you stop this time? <laughs> right. Because maybe she had an inklet about it. Yeah. But that's like she's like yeah. Um, when he was on the stretcher that um, and he was and she she struggled and she was like I got out of this in like three minutes. So I was like. I like Emily Blunt. I love her so much. Was 
So was she supposed to be American or British in this movie? British. Okay. That's what I thought. But there were a couple scenes where I was like, is she trying to do an American accent? Maybe there were some changes in the script on those days where it was like, <laughs> you American. And eventually it's like, girl, just do your thing. <laughs> All right, y'all. So what do y'all think the Rotten Tomatoes is on this movie? This movie came out in 2014, if that helps. I go to 70. I'm going to go with an 80. 91%. Oh, wow. This movie's really fucking good, guys. You, <laughs> <laughs> this has a 90% audience score. The credit score is higher than the audience. Well, wow. that's not, that means nothing. Because if it's an art type movie, the credit score is usually higher than the right, audience right. score. But yeah. Do you have the the box office? Yeah. I can get it. It made a it made a good amount of money. Because if it's that hot. Like, so, like, what I was trying to say to you in the car was, like, Tom Cruise came out with two sci-fi movies two years in a row. He came out with one in 2013 called Oblivion and one in 2014, Edge of Tomorrow. I saw Oblivion in the theater. It was shit. Mm. But then Wait. I didn't see this in the theater, which I should have. It made $178 million in the U.S., Okay. What was Oblivion about? Was that the one where he was? Wait, sorry. Go ahead. What it's the it one where like the aliens and stuff have basically the humanity's lost. Like there's like uh these little. Basically, he he's a clone in the movie. Yeah. Okay. I saw that too. Yeah. 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 You saw yeah. it in theater. Um. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember I've seen it. Okay. All right, trivia. Of the following day repeating movies, which has the second highest Rotten Tomato score? A, Groundhog's Day. B, Edge of Tomorrow. C, Palm Springs. Or D, Two Distinct Strangers. Which has the second highest Rotten Tomato score? Before you answer... I want you to know that every single one of these movies has over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not a clue, just a fun fact. I actually wrote that so that I remember to say it. <laughs> you said what's, you said Palm Tree? Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. I've never heard it's of it. It's got that. Andy Samberg and... Um, the mother from... How I Met Your mother. mother. It's really good. Like, you're in America now, so I'm assuming your parents have Hulu. Watch that movie this weekend. It's really good. Okay. It's funny. I'm going to go with... They love Groundhog's Day, so I want to say that's number one. Number two, I go with Age of Tomorrow. If you want order. Well, remember, I even gave you, well, I actually did give you a clue. Every one of these movies has over 90% of right. Rotten Tomatoes, and you know the Rotten Tomatoes score for Age of Tomorrow. I'm going to go with Groundhog's Day. Okay. Rachel? I'm guessing Palm Springs. Groundhog's Day has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Edge of Tomorrow, as you know, has 91%. Palm Springs has 95%. And Two Distinct Strangers has a 94%. So Palm Springs is the correct answer. Why, I'm not playing Watch that movie, Matt. It's really good. Palm Springs. It's on Hulu. All right, so I got three bits of trivia, and then Matt's got one. Um, this <laughs> I forgot about this. What year did this movie take place, y'all? 2014. What year did this movie take oh, place? Oh, the movie take place? Oh. Um, 
Wasn't it 2020? It was 2020. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was never said it in the movie, but in the ma- this movie is also based off a of manga, Matt. Manga. Thank you. Um, the reason why Rita uses a melee weapon is because during her resets, she would often run out of ammo, which resulted in her deaths. Um, so the main character in the manga learned about the convenience of a melee weapon and started using as one using one and the melee weapon was basically like the uh, blade of a helicopter okay and during an early sequence in the film Emily, Emily Blunt punches a young soldier who says bloody hell it's the full metal bitch uh, the part was played by her real life younger brother who had a cameo in the movie oh <laughs> what was your trivia Matt how many times has Tom Cruise died in the movie yes that's the question um you want to guess how many times and I give you the movie or do you want me to tell you how many times oh wait never mind that's the same thing tell you how many times or you want to guess how many times and guess the movie or you want me to tell you how many times and you guess the movie I never get to play trivia um is it less than five no wait no so he's died in more than five movies no. What? Oh, so it's five. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel silly. <laughs> Movies Tom Cruise has died in. Like, so is it are these real deaths or like bullshit deaths? Because like you could say that he died in Edge of Tomorrow, and you yeah, could also one. say that he he also died in Mission Impossible Three. They do not count that one. So, do you know what I'm referring to? No, I haven't seen Mission Impossible Three in a while. They had to stop his heart. Oh, so I guess they don't consider that, but they do consider Edge of Tomorrow on here. Do you have any hmm. guesses on the movies, Rachel? I, I have no idea. Born on the 4th of July? No. He didn't die in that? Oh, Vanilla Sky. There's one. He died so in that. So that's two. <sighs> Gotta go through the lexicon. Oh, did he, did he, American Made, did he die in that? No. I'm really, oh, Collateral. Three, two more. Oh gosh. Uh oh oh Valkyrie. Okay, look at you. One more. Oh god. What all oh, was this man? Uh, let's see. If you get this, I'll be really amazed. <sighs> Did this movie come out in the two thousands or the nineties? Or does it say? Let's try the eighties. Ooh. Oh. Did he die in Legend? Well, I don't know. It's not on here. I'm trying to think what all because these are the '80s movies that I can think of. Tom Cruise was in. I'm, 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 I'm just saying these. These aren't guesses. I'm just saying the movies I, I'm aware he was in. He's been born in, born in Fourth of July. He's in Top Gun. He's in Risky Business. He was in um, Days of Thunder. Uh, what is that one movie where uh, he was in? Uh, what's that one with Dustin Hoffman? Where he had uh, he, 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 oh Rain Man yeah he's in Rain Man, and there's another in that pool movie he was in The Color of Money, or is it The Gambler? But it's not any of those. If you need a time frame, this movie was before Top Gun. What did he do right before Top? It was right before Top Gun. No, because Top Gun came out in eighty six. Yeah. All right, I give you even given year eighty one. Oh, I I can't. I, I, I know of this movie, but I've never seen this movie. 
who's in it? On this, it does not give me uh, the cast, but I'll look it up. All right, sure. If you saw the name of the movie, could you name the cast? Mm, maybe not for an 80s movie. Yeah, that's where I'm like, ooh, I, I, now I could go to town on a fucking 90s Tom Cruise movie, but like 80s? Shit, man. All right. Cast George C. Scott, Timothy Hutton, Ronnie Cox, Sean Penn, Tom Cruise. And oh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito. Yeah. <laughs> Only other thing I can think of is cocktail. What was this movie? Taps. I don't know what the fuck I've that is. I've never heard of that. Taps in 1981. What a military it? cadet takes extreme measures to ensure the future of their academy when its existence is threatened by a, a local condo developer. Okay. So, yes, he dies in that, apparently. Never heard of that shit. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I mean, I was, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was swinging hard, all right? I don't get to play trivia that often, all right? right? You got four, so that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, that's really good. I mean, I do co-host the movie podcast. Right. So you know. <laughs> you should, that's one thing you should know is your movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this was a really fun episode. Um, I feel like I might not cut this up as much as I would normally cut. Because it's such a special episode, you're here. I'm only gonna cut the parts where I I got a little too personal. Mm. And also get get rid of my uh, racist comments. Yeah, I, I, you know I got you, right, fam. Right, I got right, you. Right. I'm gonna leave this part in. Oh where, yeah, where we part. referenced it. You know, <laughs> if they ain't got no evidence to support it, I'd be saying anything on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows I do. Right. Shit. <laughs> but no, uh, this was a lot of fun. Like God, uh, this is like the fucking dream. Like when I yeah. was like, let's start a podcast. It's like we're in the room. We're going to look. We really went off script, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, this is like really fucking fun, man. It's like I I look forward to doing this again with you when I'm in Japan. Yes, ooh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. No, I'm thinking. I was like, I gotta buy mics and stuff now. <laughs> I, mean, I got what? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do all this, but like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like obviously, I didn't expect you to use this setup anytime soon. But I wanted to do stuff with people, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, this is why I've spent all this fucking money. Like, this right here. Right. And it's more, it's easier this way to talk than, like, when I'm on my laptop, I get distracted and stuff like that. Yeah. But here, you're more engaged in the conversation, I looking am. and talking to people. Yeah. I am. Like, I can't tell you how often I look, I'm looking at the computer and I'm looking at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're just in it. Like, right. the, I can see the time in two different places, on my computer and on the TV. But I'm looking at you guys. Right. And, like, yeah, I agree. Like, this is, this is it right yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, it's better this way. Yeah. Yeah. Feels more like a conversation, and right. that's and that's how we always pitch it when we're like be on our podcast. This is just us having a conversation, and I guess maybe yeah, where it's on a Zoom call or it's on Zoom, so people feel weird about it, where they feel like it's them, where in this environment and it's a conversation we can just talk and bullshit and stuff like yeah. that, and then it just just get recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I will say this won't be fun to edit because like I won't have anything to look at. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There won't be no clips uh, that you post or whatever. There just, will not be, just be clips audio. this week. But no, like, God, this is so much fun. And I appreciate you coming out, Rachel, because, like, I love Matt. And, like, when I picked him up from the airport, we talked from the moment I picked him up to the moment I dropped him off. 
And it's like, I was holding back today when I picked him up because I was like, we got to save some content for right, the right, show. Yeah. <laughs> right. But also, yeah, because some of the stories that I told you, I hear the early stories. Right. But I'm like, the people need to hear it too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I feel like we probably could have did this without Rachel. And not, nothing against you, Rachel. <laughs> we didn't need you at all. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> oh, trust me, dear. I will. <laughs> But uh, but no, it's like this is like a different vibe because like if we were doing this on Zoom, if this would not have been as engaging. Right, right, yeah. But no, it was nice to have you and your input as always. You're a seven timer at this point, you know. Genuinely, always a pleasure to have you here, Rachel. Um, not sure when you. Oh, I do know when you'll be back, but we'll talk about that off air. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anything you want to say before we close out? Do you have your shit ready, man? Or are you gonna say some new stuff? Nope. I'm very afraid of whatever you're about to do. No, the same stuff I always say. <laughs> Rachel, is there anything you want to say before we go? Just thanks again for having me. It's always fun. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusedtotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, We Used to Talk About This at Work, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we used to talk pod. Come back next week for an even more special episode. I guess less special because Matt won't be there, even though he's going to be in town. But um, next week, we are going to do an episode about Stranger Things 4, part two. All spoilers. If you want to come through, Matt, come on knocking at my door. But that is the episode next week. It's probably going to be very light on like the usual how you've been doing chit chat bullshit. But I hope to have a very engaging episode without Matt. Hope is the key word. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. And I just want the listeners to know, not only did Matt remember that, he did that sober. They can't hear that. Oh. <laughs> I, was to, I was just about to do it again. <laughs> Professional. Professionalism. <laughs> All day, every day. Right. <laughs> All right. We are out of here.